Hello, folks. Welcome to the 46th episode of the Startup Blender podcast. I'm your host, Ucha, and our guest today is Mari from Ukraine. Mari is a founder of Growth Moves, a content studio for B2B companies that specializes in the social media field. Their main focus is to create engaging and memorable content that humanizes B2B brands to connect with their audience on a deeper level. Helping different brands master their growth strategy and creating content that sparks interest in their audience's eyes is what motivates her to keep going in this field. Originally from Ukraine, Mary is an active traveler and digital nomad. One of her biggest passions is to explore life from different parts of the world. Currently based in Lisbon, she is enjoying fantastic Portuguese weather, food and a vibrant community. We had a very interesting chat in this episode. We talked about her adventurous international life, the story behind starting the growth moves and her future plans as a creator. So make sure you tune in. Enjoy. Welcome everybody to the Startup Blender, the podcast about startup life and some other stuff. Hello, Mari. Thank you very much for coming to the show. It's great to have you. How are you? How's your day going? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Amazing. Uh, but to get our listeners up to speed, tell us about you. Like, who are you? What you do? So I'm Mary. I'm a founder of Gross Moves and a digital nomad or slash big traveling fan. <laughs> um yeah and i can say a runner now because running takes up a lot of time <laughs> ah, that's very interesting and i uh, can't wait to dive uh, right into it but uh uh yeah let's start from the beginning uh, i know that you have been an international student in norway um yeah so tell us about that like um why First of all, why did you become, why did you decide to take the career path that you have now? And then like, well, why did you decide to go to Norway to become an international student? Yeah, so uh, gross moves happened totally accidentally. I had a couple of people reaching out to me out of the blue and being like, hey, are you actually open for work, for like freelance work? Because I was working at a company at the time, but I always kept like little freelance projects uh, throughout my career. Uh, so three or four people reached out to me uh, in one month. And now I realize that it's crazy, honestly. Sometimes now even I have months where less people reach out themselves. And I, when I was growing up, my parents were building a company as well. So I always had this big dream of starting something, but I just, it took me some time to figure out exactly what it would be and some courage to be like, okay, now it's official. <laughs> I'm starting it. Um, yeah, so it happened accidentally, but I had a pretty good background. So when I was little, my parents were building the company and I saw all the downs, all the stress, but also the freedom and big wins as well. So um, I was pretty prepared for that. 
and Norway international students. I don't know exactly where this passion for traveling comes from, not gonna lie. My parents are not like that at all. But if someone would be like, here's a ticket to Berlin and you have like five bucks, <laughs> I'd be like, got it, I'm going. <laughs> so I was always pretty adventurous. And when I had a chance to go to Norway, it was like no options. I was like, yep. Um, and living in a new country is the best experience, I can say. And almost like rediscovering yourself. So I lived abroad before going to Norway in Slovakia for a couple of years. So I always knew like that that's what I wanted to do to meet new people, get a bit confused about the culture, like the biggest and the best, I don't know, memories came from those experiences of like living abroad or uh, meeting the people I met there. The majority of people I met in Norway are still my close friends, uh, which tells a lot about the culture, but also about that. Sometimes you just need to do a little uncomfortable things, but the results are amazing. Yeah. Nice. And uh, what, what did you study exactly? Oh my gosh, I studied logistics. Totally not what I do now. Um, but through my career, I tried so many things. So I was studying logistics. Then when I was still studying logistics, because I could speak five languages, I guess back then, I jumped into the like, in fashion company where I would chat to designers in French and in English. Um, and then I worked in sales. Like I had a lot of careers. So um, logistics was a very um, good choice for Norway, let's just say because of the... Um, uh, the oil and stuff so yeah. it was a safe choice but yeah at the end of the of the study I was like no way I'm doing it <laughs> so yeah oh but uh um how, like how did it go like uh, you uh, like finished studies in Norway and just left the country or you stayed there for a while and worked there or like how Oh, so I uh, was finishing the study. So when I was still studying, I started working. Um, and pretty much I knew that I don't have master's degree still. I have just bachelor degree. Uh, because I knew that logistics wasn't the thing I would pursue. And I had no idea back then what I want to do. So I was studying the thing that I didn't love. And I was like, no idea where I want to go next. So I decided to just start working. And the company that I was working at the time was based in between Tokyo and New York. Oh. So uh, we were preparing a fashion line for New York Fashion Week. I started working there like September and in April there was a fashion week. So we had this like uh, six, seven months to, to do all of the stuff. Um, and yeah, so I almost... From, I would say, February, understood that most likely I'm going to leave Norway and go somewhere else to work. 
because in Norway, I haven't tried, but it's pretty hard to find a job if you don't have like bachelor, master's, internships, sometimes two degrees. So I was like, oh, it might be hard to try to jump and try different stuff. So I, uh, yeah, I just, I moved back then back to Kiev and there I tried multiple professions just to see what would work basically. Oh, it's interesting. But uh, I know that uh, universities in uh, Northern Europe have uh, lots of uh, like different activities going on during the studies. Like there are a lot of clubs, for example, I was a part of ESN. Uh, there are a lot of different things happening. So like, did you, did you take part in any of those or like how was the international student life overall? Oh my gosh, in Norway, it's, I'm so thankful for those organizations because I think a person who comes to Norway will definitely have a culture shock. And a couple of people warned me like before I went to Norway that I'm most likely going to be confused a bit, but I was like, oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and yeah, the culture there is specific. There are lots of like little social rules, which you definitely need to either be warned about or like learn with the time and experience, which can be a bit painful. Um, I was part of ESN, but I was not like super active there. Um, and the community, so we didn't have so much of the communities, but we had almost like activities organized by different people. And there you could decide if you want to join an activity or not. Um, and it being in Norway, there were a lot of sporty activities. So um, I had honestly participated, but not super actively. Uh, we had a bunch. So why is sad that I'm super grateful for those organizations? At the very beginning of the year, they had something like an opening week to mix international students with Norwegians because they knew that otherwise it's probably not going to happen because Norwegian people have their bubbles with the friend groups starting yeah. in kindergarten or in high school and it's really hard to get into those bubbles so they have like their high school friends or like kindergarten friends and they hang out with them all the time and I had an amazing body group and they kept inviting me to a lot of places after this opening week. Wow. And I knew that it didn't happen for some of the people. They were not so lucky. Yeah. Um, and I was just like uh, taking part of the activities, but also confused and trying to learn the culture and the language. So with time, it got easier. Um, but yeah, mainly I was just trying to meet new people, learn the culture, still studying as well. Uh, and yeah, traveling. Also, I still kept traveling. Uh, I traveled to uh, Sweden, to within Norway in lots of places. Um, and even like I, I took my best friend to Paris and Belgium. I saved up money and <laughs> took her to Paris. So it's been quite uh yeah an amazing time oh that's nice uh yeah i think uh, i agree on that that like mm, like when it comes to this body program and integrating as an international uh especially in the like nordic countries uh it has a lot to do with the luck for instance 
Well, we would yeah. we would be those parties like, uh, and I mean, some students we were expecting us to be locals, but we were not local we internationals, just like them. Both for like these friend groups, uh, and that would really help to help them integrate and also to help us to understand about other cultures. Yeah, I think it definitely was same level of shock to them as it was to international students because they could not understand a lot of things as well. Uh, but I think this is the beauty of it, isn't it? When you just come in totally new culture and you try to absorb to learn, but they also learn so much from you because they are kind of, you still cannot do everything 100% their way. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And speaking of uh, learning new things, um, so how did this happen that you became an online creator? Uh, mm -hmm. Well, it uh, happened supernaturally. I was an SDR at the time, so working in sales. And sales can be quite stressful. <laughs> it's just like, especially in this DR role, you face with a lot of rejection. Like it has definitely a lot of challenges. And I just rediscovered LinkedIn for myself because I found a couple of people who were SDRs and they were sharing insights, educational content, basically. And I could quickly understand that they facing almost the same uh, challenges as I do. I also found some entertaining slash humor creators and it just resonated so much with me that I was like, okay, I need to be part of it because it honestly, I think, skyrocketed my career. Not gonna lie. Um, talking to SDRs from Germany, from USA, kind of like picking up insights from each other, but also keeping it fun because I think humor is supernatural within stressful situations. And that's when I started doing also those like little humor sketches. And I can see that a lot of people resonated with them. A lot of people would text me about be like, hey, I really love that. It. it made my day. And even though I wasn't connecting it to the company I worked at the time, still some people were asking me about my company. Uh, content can be fun. It doesn't need to be serious if you talk about serious things um yeah so it happened supernaturally just um as fun not gonna lie mainly for talking and building like relationship with other SDRs and fun and it grew into something way bigger than I expected <laughs> uh, and then, then the growth moves happen right yeah that's how growth moves happen basically Great, but um, uh, like um, to the listeners who don't know what's growth most like, what is it exactly, and um, like what services do you offer as a creator? Yeah, so basically, Growth Moves is a content studio for B two B companies, um, and what we offer is we offer those uh, creative humor approach to content, um, which is also insights driven so it's based on audience research it's not just like hey we can be creative and humor um we do a really deep research of the audience and then we try to make content that stands out because uh, b2b is unfortunately known for being a bit boring <laughs> 
and having lots of ebooks and like text posts which are too long or B2B doesn't have the best reputation. And with Gross Wolves, we try to make people want to come back to your content almost like to a Netflix show or to their favorite creator on Instagram on TikTok. So make it easy for them to consume new information while also they can like while also making it educative, entertaining on the mix of it. And what kind of companies do you work with? Like I understand B2B, but like um uh we now work mainly with uh, B2B SaaS, but we also work with B2B. It can be like a B2B consultant for instance or a coach where we also the approach would be slightly different um, but we do that as well and um yeah mainly b2b sales yeah. at the moment and you do like uh this uh do you concentrate only on short form content or little it's like can be like bigger ones too so um basically we uh focus we do linkedin content uh, for them and we focus on various types of content we also focus a lot on community and collaborations so the types of content varies a lot we for instance do those arrange those collaborations with other communities it can be like webinars webinars podcasts even sometimes so the form can be like a podcast, which is an hour long, or it can be a humor sketch, which is, uh, can be like even less than a minute. But um, yeah, the, that depends massively on the objectives the company has, but we do various forms of the content. Understand, yeah. So uh, you basically make a research about the company, their audience, and then whatever resonates with them. Yeah, because obviously, as as much as we want to make it creative and entertaining for each company, it's going to look different and because audiences are different. So we research the audience, see what they like, uh, basically how we can take it, how far we can take it with uh, entertainment content. And then we usually do the mix of educational and entertainment content. Um, yeah. That's very interesting. But uh, do you have like a bigger vision or like the objectives with the growth moves um, like going into the future? And if so, what are those? Yeah, I think it's to make B2B more interesting. And I think here I said it. So like in terms of people want to come and almost like binge the content of a certain company like they would do a Netflix show um, because I think it has high potential to catch the attention of people from B2C so the bigger vision yeah is to make people want to come back and check your content without just even like noticing it on their feed, just being like, hey, I should go back and check because I know that on Wednesday they upload something. Nice. Uh, but um, so for you as a digital creator yourself and also the author of the project, um, what would you say are the biggest challenges to uh, run this uh, as a business? Mm, I think uh, 
the challenges are that the the speed of the industry is pretty fast and i think it's almost like a, a plus a big plus as well um because things do not stay like their status quo almost like always changing so it's important to uh see what people are doing but also follow your vision um like there being like twitter is completely different thing now there are threads now <laughs> which is totally like appears out of nowhere uh but i think still there is uh this thing that's still based on the psychology of people which almost like the base of all the things and a lot of changing things which is like algorithms social platforms but i believe that if you build a structure it's easy to adapt to it as well um, and I think one of the things as well is that a lot of big corporations still think that uh, having a TikTok or like doing humor sketches is almost like on corporate, but luckily now more and more companies are doing that and they see amazing results. So I think it's going to change a lot in the future as well. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, but uh, so you mentioned uh, the like um, the type of content can be different, right, for companies. Um, and let's say somebody uh, like you do a research and somebody will needs to have like a webinar. Uh, so you as growth moves, are you the ones that is like hands on doing this content, uh, meaning that like are you the hosts? Uh, or you're just the producer that is like planning the project and then company have somebody from their side or like how mm -hmm. does it work exactly? Usually we are the producers and we work in with inside experts. So we just ask him to determine those inside experts and we actually try to develop them ourselves, even if the company doesn't ask us for a webinar because those uh, inside experts are the best uh, content creators usually because they know the company so well they also are experts within their fields so we try to involve them in any way but if there is uh, a need for webinar yeah we usually just ask a company to determine who would be a subject or expert in this field and we then work with that person or if the person, sometimes people are not very public. So they're like, hey, I would actually not like to be on the webinar. Uh, then we just uh, see who we can take, basically, who would be open also to, to be on the LinkedIn. Because definitely there are types of people who want, who are almost like super passionate about being uh, visible on the LinkedIn. And there are people who are, uh, definitely not built for that and I think it's super important also not to force people who are uncomfortable to be like hey you need to go to a webinar because they will just like it would be super visible that they're uncomfortable and I think the value would be less than from the person who's like driven and passionate and loves what they uh, like do uh, and that a lot of people can see them yeah. Yeah, true. Completely agree on that too. 
But um, anyways, now to move on to, uh, so you mentioned uh, like one of your biggest passion has been like traveling and, um, you know, you like to experience life from many different places, uh, living in the most uh, vibrant digital nomad city <laughs> in Europe, Lisbon. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, what have been your favorite travel destination so far? As as like um, a passionate traveler. Oh, okay. So I think my travel destinations they have like almost uh based on several things. For me, food is a super important thing. I'm like, food, good food for me is almost like takes all of the boxes. But I think definitely Norway. Um, and I would just say Oslo for the city and Lufoten or Geranger for nature, just because when you're in there, it feels like the world stops because it's so beautiful there. I would say Istanbul for food and for people because super friendly people and food is amazing. Um, Lisbon, obviously, live <laughs> here. But it almost feels unnatural to include Lisbon because I'm kind of like based here now. Uh, I'm in love with Porto. Um, but I think it's also based on the personal memories. I started to walk my Camino de Santiago from Porto. And uh, yeah, I it was just one of the best experiences in my life. So now Porto for me has a special place um and i would say also budapest yeah just because also the food and the city is the architecture and just the the feeling of the city is amazing nice uh but yeah as you mentioned you live in lisbon now um yeah, i mean I, I also used to live in lisbon and it has been one of the most active uh, months of my life but anyways um so like uh why i'm asking uh like uh how's your international life there because there are like so many different communities the possibilities are endless if you scroll down this meetup app you have you can find any kind of event so uh how's the experience for you i would say that international life almost doesn't feel like international which also says a lot it pretty much feels super homishy and I think people play a big role in it as well. Super friendly, super open and helpful. Um, but it's a perfect, I think Lisbon is perfect place for people who want to start exploring digital nomading because English level everywhere is amazing. The food is amazing. Uh, like, yeah, the communities are taking like great effort to make it easy for a person who doesn't speak Portuguese or who doesn't have uh, a friend group established in, in Lisbon to feel comfortable. As you mentioned on Meetup, there are all types of the events. So there are like cinema clubs, poetry clubs. I feel like you can find anything you want on a Meetup. And currently I have um, mix of friends but a lot of Lisbon friends as well 
because as well I think like when they see that you are new to a city they would take almost like want to take care of you and I had an experience of people inviting me more for a breakfast for like a coffee or somewhere just to make sure that I am like comfortable and I'm having my friend group uh here um so yeah I think international life feels like amazing and doesn't even feel international anymore <laughs> not gonna lie amazing thank you very much uh and finally i have a question that we ask to everybody so uh you as a uh a founder of growth move us um and um, um yeah like uh, the sort of like a main project manager what would be your advice to all the up-and-coming entrepreneurs who have their ideas and uh, want to start their initiatives but don't know where to start uh, what would be your advice to them mm -hmm. i feel like start today with little steps i feel like sometimes people feel like they and i definitely had that in the past they need to quit a job and then they can start doing I feel like start doing like an hour two hours a day of something that would bring you closer uh, to that uh, goal you have and within a month or two you could already see if you resonate with it or not um, and if you I feel like if you want to take it super seriously try to get clients like one, two clients, I think, is more than enough before taking big clips, like quitting your job, uh, because that would be such a motivation boost and a safety net to then when you go like all in to have those couple of people as a peace of mind, I would say, because what I see sometimes people quit and then they start doing like market research or sometimes even without it, they see that something like doesn't work but because they don't have so much time and they need to earn money then they start to rush and sometimes make yeah. a bit of like risky decisions so i would say just start today like think of one thing you can do today that will bring you closer and i think where the focus is the the results come basically so when you start to focus on it and dedicate specific time to it I'm sure that you can see results pretty soon. Absolutely. 100% agree with that. And, uh, well, thank you once again for being a guest in today's show. Thank you for having me and being an amazing host. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think this conversation was very interesting and uh, valuable to our listeners. Uh, thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Follow us on your favorite social media and check out the next episode. Ta-da!